Hey, and welcome to our 30th class on the Christian Basics, or for my Lutheran teenagers out there, Confirmation. Every week, we aim to bring you biblical content that will help you in your new or emerging walk with Christ. I'm Evan McClanahan. I'm the pastor down at First Lutheran in Houston, and I did get a new plant because I killed the other one, and I did shave my beard, so I kind of look like a different person, but I promise this is the same person and the same video series. This week, we're looking at the Incarnation, as we sort of think about getting into the beginning of the New Testament, and you start thinking about the, you know, the birth of Christ, Christmas time. What is the Incarnation? We're going to do a deep dive on that today. Let's roll. Well, today we are talking about the incarnation or the enfleshment of God. Now, before you think that that is in any way a boring topic, let me assure you it's literally the least boring thing we could possibly talk about because it is literally about the God of the universe becoming a human being. And because you're a human being, you're actually very invested in this teaching. Yes, this teaching really is radically different from what any other religion teaches. Uh, even our closest religious uh, belief system, something like Islam or Judaism, which are both monotheistic, they would not and could not believe that God could become human flesh. It really would be an offense to them. They just can't believe that a God that is so holy and powerful would really reduce himself to becoming a human being. But that is what Christians believe. And as we think about the Christmas season, that's really what Christmas is about. You know, we often will tell the story of the birth of Jesus. There was no room at the inn. He was born in a stable. He was laid in a manger. All of that stuff, which is perfectly lovely and very important. But really, the Christmas season is about the incarnation of God, the fact that God became flesh to eventually live a perfect life and die a perfect death for the forgiveness of our sins. That's really what the Christmas season is all about. Well, let's look at a few passages from Scripture that talk about this reality. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's from John 1.1. And then from Colossians 1, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And then from Philippians 2, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Now, of course, these few passages aren't the only ones that indicate the divinity of Christ or the God-likeness of Christ, and they aren't the only ones that speak to the fact that all of the scriptures really are about Christ. For example, in Luke, we hear this, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. You see, the Son of God always existed. That's when we talked about the Trinity, it was important that we understand that the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, didn't come into being with the incarnation of God with Jesus Christ. But the Son of God always existed. It was always the plan of God that he would glorify himself by dying for his elect people. And he did this, again, by becoming 
a, a, a human being living a perfect life and dying a perfect death, being raised from the dead, and being ascended into heaven. Each part of that is important for the salvation of other human beings. And so the incarnation really begins with the Christmas story, you might say, but that only makes the Christmas story a portion of the importance of the incarnation. But I do want to talk about a few issues related to Christmas because as you get older and maybe you start to reevaluate whether you're really a Christian or maybe you're just a Christian because your parents told you you ought to be or something like that, you start doing some exploring, you start hearing what other people say. One of the things that people will say is Christianity isn't true because Jesus actually wasn't born on December 25th. And... They'll usually say that Christians invented the Christmas festival to compete with a pagan festival in honor of the god Saturn, Saturnalia. And so while the pagans were out having their parties, we wanted to have a party too. And the Saturnalia takes place in late December because that's when like the winter equinox is or something. Maybe it's the solstice. Anyway, you know, so the idea is that Christians are competing with pagans. Worst case scenario, Christians decided to honor something of great importance, the Incarnation, around the same time that the pagans had a festival of their own. But just because the Christians decided to have a festival then, that wouldn't invalidate what they were actually celebrating, first of all. But actually, there are good reasons to believe that Jesus really was born between December 25th and January 6th, or at least there are good reasons to believe that those in the early church picked those dates for pretty good reasons. So even if we don't know the exact date, I mean, that really is okay. But I do think we can reduce it probably to this window of time. For example, some people believe that a great man would die on the same day that he was conceived. There's this kind of beautiful symmetry to the beginning of your life, uh, to the end of your life. Now, conception, of course, is nine months before you're born, all things considered. And so the idea was that, well, we know that Jesus was crucified on March 25th, at least that's what they were arguing, so he was conceived then on March 25th, and therefore he was born on December 25th. So how did we get to the date December 25th? Well, it's nine months after March 25th, the date of his death, and therefore his conception. Now, other people put his death at April 6th, and therefore nine months after that is January 6th, and so it, it's done really for the same reasons. The idea is that he is conceived the same day that he is uh, killed. Now, I grant that that might seem a little odd to us, but it was really thought in the ancient world that the life and death of Jesus brought the salvation of the whole world into focus. And so it kind of makes sense that the life and death of Jesus would happen on the same day. But again, really, as I said, when this took place is not really as important as what the incarnation is about, the enfleshment of God. So to try to get Christians to deny that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, because he was born on a different day is really a terrible strategy. But it is a strategy that uh, detractors from Christianity will employ. Even more common, probably, is a strategy to say that Christianity just believes in a bunch of gobbled-together theories. Uh, they'll say that, well, there are other people who had 12 disciples, or there's someone else born of a virgin, and there's someone else who was crucified, and his disciples drank his blood, etc. And so they'll try to make us believe that there are all these other religions out there where, you know, Christians have just cobbled together bits of that to form our own. But most of that's been debunked. 
And if you do a little bit of uh, if you do a little bit of homework, you'll see that Mary Jo Sharp, for example, is an apologist who's written uh, about this. And there's a film called Zeitgeist. It's a terrible movie, but it was kind of popular because it made these arguments. But really, if you do a little bit of research, you'll find that those have been debunked. So when you encounter people who tell you that Christianity was just sort of made up out of whole cloth, know that there are really good answers to that. And you definitely don't have to believe that. And one of the good pieces of evidence to consider whether Christianity really is true is whether his followers really believed it and paid the ultimate price for it. You know, if the disciples knew that Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then it seems pretty silly that they would have sacrificed in the way that they did with their very lives in many cases for the testimony that he really did die for the sins of the world and rise from the dead and was ascended into heaven and all the other things about his being born of a virgin as well that they would have known, it, it seems silly that if they knew that that wasn't true, that they had just invented a religion for the heck of it, they wouldn't have suffered for it. Now, that doesn't make it true. It just seems pretty reasonable to believe that it is true. Just remember that the, the scandalous thing about Christianity and, and what Christians believe isn't the date of Jesus' birth. Uh, that, that you know, if someone told me, actually, we have great evidence that he was, uh, you know, I don't know, April 1st, you know, was the day that Jesus was born. Well, it would make our Christmas traditions change a little bit, but that would be okay. That's not really that big a deal. Really, what we believe, what we think is most important is that Jesus is God in human flesh, and that he led a perfect life, he died a perfect death, and he was raised on the third day. That is what the Incarnation is really about, and when you celebrate Christmas, that is my encouragement, that you have a bigger picture of just the birth story of Jesus, and you think about how God has become flesh and what He has done for you. Well, thanks for joining me this week. We're going to be looking at one of the more interesting figures in the Bible next week, John the Baptist. Some people say he's the last prophet of the Old Testament, and he speaks of the coming Messiah, the coming Christ, the Savior of Israel. Very interesting character and very important person in the New Testament. So we're going to talk about him next week, hopefully with a guest, but I'm still working on that. In the meantime, you can email me, christianbasicsclass at gmail.com, subscribe to this channel, keep watching the videos, flhouston.org is where you can go for all the worksheets. And until next time, take care.